What's up, everybody? Welcome back for episode 28 of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams. I'm here with Randy Hall. Randy, how you doing this evening? Doing great. Good day of college football. Good day of drinking. Let's see. Let's get into this and hopefully uh, make tomorrow a better day for us. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> what do you think of Tua's injury? That sucks for him, and it sucks for a lot of these QB needy teams in the draft. I don't. I don't really know where he's going to – I mean, we discussed before this maybe mid to late first now. I don't think anyone's paying out for him. Yeah, so I can see him falling out of the first. The only reason I say that he'll probably still land in the first is because of the the upside that he has. I personally, like, I have my doubts about him as a pro quarterback anyway, Um, and the injury history just – if I were a team, I'd be a little scared off, but I also would want to trust my medical staff, I guess. Yeah. Jets definitely can't do that. Neither can the Redskins. Yeah, Jinx. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It. I mean, I think uh, hopefully for the Redskins, they stay at two so they can just get Chase Young. But I, my worry for him is he won't uh, be able to do any of the workout process, so I don't know what the heck's going to happen. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm very excited for draft time, though. Um, oh, yeah. But we should probably get started instead of talking about the NFL draft, or we'll just talk for the next three hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wanted to thank all you listeners for joining us uh, for this episode of The Cut. If you guys want to support the podcast, you can simply email us at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Follow us on the socials at The Cut FFL. <clears throat> also, check out our newly designed website, it's officialcutpod.wordpress.com. We've been putting out a couple articles a week, actually a little more than that. We've got our, our good friend of the show, Nathan Joyce, actually writing some DFS articles on there. So while you're listening to this episode, you can check that out. Um, and then, as always, subscribe to us. We're on basically everywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, so a little oh, bit yeah. of an overview. We do DraftKings. Um Standard, standard stuff, um, same as usual. Tournament. Yeah, standard tournament, um, and same as usual. So we'll get right into it. We'll talk about quarterbacks. Randy, what are you thinking about the quarterback landscape this week? Okay. So there's a lot of <laughs> okay. There's a lot of quarterbacks this week that have good matchups, but they're super high owned, and I really kind of want to – be around 10% or below for a quarterback this week. So for the top end that cuts out Lamar, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, there's, there's breeze there that I like in a very plus matchup and what should be a high scoring matchup now that the Saints defense is without Lattimore. Uh, but we, we talked before about getting back to our stacking ways and I'm not sure if we're going to have enough money to pay for breeze and Thomas with, our love of running backs. Uh, <laughs> so that may be out, but I still like it. And then obviously dropping down, I like Winston basically for the same yeah. thing we already just talked about. That game's going to be very high scoring. And Derek Carr was actually my start of the week on our Thursday show. So I'm not going to fade away from him at 4% ownership. Uh, do you have any like lower guys? Yeah. I mean, I do really like those three that you touched on. Um, but if we were to go low, Sam Darnold's sitting there at 5,700. He's got a projected 1% ownership. I think he's going to have a good game. The Redskins aren't that great. 
a lot of their defensive stats are kind of skewed from that uh, San Francisco matchup in the mud. Um, then you've got Kyle Allen at 5,300. He's a little bit higher owned, but he was my start of the week on Thursday's episode. So, I mean, you know, I love me some Kyle Allen. And then another guy I wanted to touch on is Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I think that that matchup is going to be a little bit more high scoring than we think. And, and that's a stack that I wouldn't mind taking is the, the Terry McLaurin Dwayne Haskins stack this week. Um, What do you think about those low guys? I like them all. That's really our problem every week with quarterbacks is uh, we, we have a hard time deciding, but we didn't really think the, Jets Giants game last week was gonna be all that high scoring, and both defenses looked awful and made the quarterbacks look good. And I assume that's gonna happen again here. Mm-hmm. And we know the Washington defense really isn't all that good. Uh, so basically, we're deciding between Winston. Obviously, he has great stacks. Don't need to say that. <laughs> Car OJ Howard, you mean? Yeah, exactly. No, Ronald Jones first 12 <laughs> catches, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr, I don't think either of us want to play Tyrell Williams, even though I think he could be good. I don't think we want to play Waller necessarily. So I think our stack there would be Renfro. So maybe that's better off just plugging in Renfro down the line and not using Carr. Darnold would be Crowder. Kyle Allen would be DJ Moore, Arcar Samuel, or both somehow, or McCaffrey even. Yeah. And like you said, Haskins and Terry. So out of those, I think Allen has the best receiving guy besides Winston, obviously. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. But let me let me. Buddy has the highest ownership. Right. So let me pose something to you. Um, so you touched on Kyle Allen maybe stacking McCaffrey with him. What would you think about doing that with Breeze and Kamara? I I like Kamara this week. I really do but I would rather play Thomas for guaranteed touches because we did see Kamara be a little bit split last week in his first week back. I expect him to be back full strength, but just for my uh, peace of mind in here, I'd rather use Thomas. Okay. And if we're spending that much, I think I'd rather play Winston and one of his guys. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Man. All right. Well, personally, I... (laughs) Yeah, it's either do you want to play a crap ton or nothing? That's that's the question here. Yeah. Um, personally, I would have it between Darnold and Allen just for the uh, the stack prospects because I, Sam Darnold's stack would be Crowder probably, and that was my wide receiver start of the week, and I really like Crowder this week. Now, I'm not saying that like we can't fit Crowder into the lineup anyway in some fashion, but if – I mean, Darnold has really low ownership, and he's due to break out. Like, the dude's been playing pretty awful. I mean, he had a good game last week, but he's due to actually, like, score some freaking fantasy points. So, I hope. <laughs> right. I, I, that's kind of a dart throw, and that kind of scares me. Um, and Carr's only $400 more. I mean. But we got no one to stack with, really. No, the only person would be Renfro, but I don't want to kind of confine us to that. So, yeah. So it basically comes down to what we want. So you want to drop down. So mm-hmm. it comes down to do we want the the guaranteed production kind of 
of Allen and Moore, or do we want the lower ownership with good opportunity still with Darnold and Crowder? Because DJ Moore's ownership's second of the week. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely a guy that I'd eat the chalk with because I think he's – I mean, I saw some stats the other day, man, where he's being more productive than DeAndre Hopkins in his first two years, which is freaking insane. Um, (laughs) Well, DeAndre Hopkins had – crap thrown to him for his first like five years yeah. it seems like so very true uh, i mean and him and crowder are gonna get about the same amount of targets that's true just say. um so do we want to spend up a little bit on well i guess it'll probably even out huh i don't know what uh dj Moore. dj, DJ Moore. moore's 5900 and crowder's somewhere he's below but not that far like 57 he's or something 57 let's huh. let's roll with kyle <laughs> allen man you, okay. You cool with that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Kyle Allen and DJ Moore. Yeah. I'm just logging it in. Yeah. Not letting you talk. <laughs> yeah, we're not going <laughs> to. Just put it in. Screw it. We're not going to pivot from that. That's a, a guaranteed uh, in our lineup. All right. So McCaffrey, yeah. a running back? <laughs> <laughs> um, No. <laughs> All right. Only I, I understand we can afford them, but because we kind of went the chalkier play, I think we need to avoid some of that chalk. Yeah. And. McCaffrey is he's RB one no matter what, especially in cash games. This isn't a cash game, so we have to get away from that really high ownership. At least dip down to Zeke at worst or Cook. I love Fournette and Kamara this week. We both love Jacobs, even though he has pretty high ownership. Uh, we talked about Coleman being a decent guy, but he didn't have a great time last time they played two weeks ago. I'm going to let you decide if we use Singletary. I probably shouldn't be the, the biased person talking about it. I'll put him Mixon's in our lineup getting, right now. <laughs> I, I promise. Mixon's getting a ton of touches. James White should have a better day. I mean, I think we should start with the free space of Brian Hill, though. Yeah. I know it's a lot of chalk, but he's a starting running back getting this much touches. I think we just have to do it and just live with it. Yes. I agree with that, but then I want to spend up and get one of those top yeah. five running backs. Well, I pick Brian Hill, so you pick. Um, okay, then Zeke. Okay. So the, the reason I, I want to lock Zeke in, I know he's the second most expensive running back. He's going against Detroit. They have the 32nd ranked uh, defense against running backs. Um, it, they were able to kind of to kind of hold – uh, David Montgomery in check a little bit last week, but it, it's Zeke. Zeke isn't David Montgomery. Um, I'm willing to spend up on that, and I know that his ownership is going to be up there with some of the best, um, but he's less owned than Dalvin Cook. He's way less owned than McCaffrey. Um, I think that <clears throat> while he has disappointed you most of the time this year, I think that this is the week where he gets three touchdowns and upwards of 200 yards. I agree. I said this week that I thought it was going to be a grind-out game with Zeke. Obviously, uh, Cooper, who's amazing, but he has Slay this week. And Gallup could be good, but he hasn't really broken out in a while. I think they just rely on Zeke to win this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, So now that we've kind of done that, we have an average remaining per player of 5,000. This is normally when we like to go to the defense and – bump that up a little bit and make ourselves feel better. 
Um, <laughs> what are some defenses that you're looking at this week? Do you want to spend up? Do you want to go low? Something I low? don't mind spending up, but I don't want to spend up for the 49ers. I don't want to play the Bills. I don't necessarily want to play the Cowboys in a game where the Lions are going to throw a lot. So that leaves us with Patriots and Vikings. And out of those, I think I'd rather play the Vikings just because of who the quarterback matchup. Yep. And that, but me personally, I picked them up in Dynasty. I am playing the Raiders a lot of places. Uh, they had a great week last week against a really bad offensive line, and they get the same thing this week. Uh, I mean, I know you're okay with it, so I'm not sure if we're going to move past it, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> We'll touch on some some lower people. So the Jets have a decent Washington. <clears throat> that kind of scares me though, because I think Haskins with a couple weeks and a few more games under his belt is going to look a lot better. So I think that's kind of a trap mm-hmm. defensive play. The Dolphins um, are kind of a punt, but going against Buffalo, Buffalo hasn't looked great. It's reasonable to play the Dolphins this week at that price. Dolphins are actually one of the higher-owned defenses of the week, mm-hmm. which is crazy to say out loud. And then people are people are riding high off a two-game set, yeah. and I am going to say we have a much higher volume of awful games for the Dolphins. So that's what I'm going to ride with. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then the the last low option that we're really like pinning, I guess, but we're we're not going to play them. Uh, the Houston Texans—they're going against the best offense in in the NFL, essentially, uh, or one of the top five offenses uh, in Baltimore. I don't want to play them. I did say on Thursday's episode, I think this is going to be more defensive than we think, and Lamar is definitely susceptible to the interception. Uh, However, I don't feel comfortable at – I mean, that's not – I mean, it's a low price. But I think I've been so spoiled with the $1,500 defenses this year that $2,300 looks – kind of too expensive to be paying for what could be <laughs> shit. So, Well, if we're – listen, we're either spending up or we're going ultra cheap. I'm not going one of the middle. Like, it's either we go that Packer, that Patriots, Vikings, Raiders tier, or we go Cardinals. Raiders. So. Block it in. Okay. <laughs> I, I do like Just, the Raiders this week. I was really pissed you same. picked them up in Dynasty. I didn't even put a claim on them because I didn't think anybody else would. Uh, yep, that's that's what you do. That's where I that's where I go for go for the scrap. Yeah, that's what oh, that was a bad thing I said for myself there. <laughs> well, oh, self esteem shooting way down. <laughs> All right, let's move on to tight end. Um, <clears throat> this position is also one that likes to uh, make us feel a little bit better about our lineup um, because it's a crapshoot and you never know who's gonna do well, but the the positive part of that is no one else in the world does either. So <laughs> the, your dart throw, so if you hit, you might actually win yourself a lot of money. What are you looking I, at tight end-wise this week? I think Waller could have a couple touchdowns this week, but because that offense is spread out a ton, I'm not going to bank on it because he's probably their number one target now. And I've watched the last two Raider games, and it seems to me that Carr is getting more and more comfortable with Renfro Mm -hmm. and feels – when he's under pressure, 
or it's a key situation, I've seen him continually go for Renfro. So that's the only target I would go for this week. So besides him, I'm not paying up for a tight end. I understand Jared Cook's one of the only three available targets in New Orleans, but he's just too high for me. If he was around Greg Olson's price, maybe. Greg Olson at 3900 is a good price against a bad Atlanta team, but they did have a different play color on defense last week and looked really good. So while I do think our picks of the Panthers' offense are good, I don't want to dive too much into that. Agreed. So for me, I'm just dropping down. If Noah Fant was still cheaper, I'd go him. Hawkinson, I'm not going to trust. I said Rudolph was my start of the week, but the more I looked at it, Irv Smith is running just as many. He's running more routes because he's not a good blocker. So if I'm playing one of the Vikings tight ends, it's Irv Smith. Really quick, I saw Irv Smith has one of the best catch rates in the NFL. So I assume yeah. that they are going to start feeding him the ball at some point. Yeah. We'll see. What you got to view him right now, right now is a B-rate Evan Ingram. But once he comes into his own, they're going to be around the same caliber. Yeah, agree. He's got He's got that model, and he looks great. Uh, and that's what, by the way, that's what OJ Howard should be. Uh, <laughs> God. And then I know you wanted to highlight Tyler Eifert just for the shot. The Raiders aren't great against the tight end. I understand that. And they have a deep quarterback back there who targeted him a good amount last week. I know your start of the week was Dallas Goddard, who I would be a lot more confident if Alshon Jeffrey was most likely going to play. And right now it seems like he's not. A, so a lot of people are thinking that Gilmore is going to line up on Ertz, though. So yeah, so that makes me think that Goddard is even better of a play this week. Here's my thing: Alshon gone. They're going to focus in on the tight ends and the running back. Yeah, that's probably they're going to play. They're going to play press up in your face, trying to stuff the run. But, I mean, I understand all he needs is a touchdown, so I do get it. But he actually has higher ownership than the two I like of Irv Smith and Ryan Griffin, the Jets' only tight end pretty much available after Hearn did just disappointed his way into the IR. Yeah. He's looked good. He's looked good with Darnold. What do you think about uh, the fill-in at tight end for the Falcons this week? Is that a play that you would be willing to make? I know. Which so which would is that is that Stalker or Graham? That's my thing. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure they're both running out there. So it's kind of like a Fells Aikens deal. Um, I would I would rather take the guy that's the only target in Griffin. Yeah, and I am completely fine with that. He did have a little bit of a rough game against the Giants, but the two pre- with Herndon out there with Herndon out there. The two previous games, 11 fantasy points, 24 fantasy points. Uh, I mean, Sam Darnold likes to target his tight ends, and Ryan Griffin could be a top 10 tight end. Um, Listen, if he he hits 10 points, we're happy because he's hit close to three times value then. Exactly. So, yeah, that's what I'm going for here. Big fan of it. So we'll put Ryan Griffin – in our lineup, that leaves us with 62-67 per position. We have oh. three spots to fill, and that, that looks great. Now, 
Now it's time to make our mistake. Here we go. As always, <laughs> we always make our mistake at the wide receiver position. Uh, we Don't always... worry. We tell you who's going to do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one of us talks the other one out of the play of the week. Yep. It's somehow. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. So I know we, we talked about Michael Thomas a little bit. He's so highly owned that we're already. I would rather go. That I don't want to do it. Yeah. I would rather go to the other side of the ball if we're going to receiver. Um, as in which one? <laughs> uh, well, it was Godwin full sale, and then you know Evans now has. We're not sure what they're gonna do to be honest, but it, it would assume it would be Eli Apple straight up on him. Yeah, I, man. I... Eli. One thing about Eli Apple though is he has not been a good pro, but. He does have a tendency to just take the flag. True. That's very true. And that's not something you normally consider when you're putting players in your lineup, but but it is something to when, think about. When you have to pick from one of the two in a great option and it's a hundred dollar difference, you have to find the smallest margin yeah, to pick from. Honestly. And and before we before Lattimore was ruled out we had talked about how got it's a godwin game um it was a godwin game before and it, the bucks should look to replicate that and i know that mike evans was a sit of the week for you that was all before the Lattimore news really hit however i am fully okay with keeping godwin there i think in our consensus rankings for the week we have godwin in the top five so I know that was also well, before the news. <laughs> I I do want to point out another guy in this top end, Edelman, who was in my top five for the week. I know he's not as flashy, but well, we need him to get 19 points to hit value, and his average is like 18. Yeah, so that's, that's really not a bad play whatsoever. Uh, especially if we don't use him, that's fine. I, I'm. Perfectly fine with using Godwin because he's more of a boom guy. I just want to point out Edelman. In this tier, he's got the lowest ownership against, I mean, a little bit better evil secondary now that people are getting healthy, but still really bad. Let me uh, pose this to you. Here's where we screw up, right here. (laughs) What was that? What if we do both? Godwin and Edelman. That's okay. (laughs) Um. What does that leave us with, man? 39, but what we can do is we can pivot from wow. we can pivot from the Raiders, get a hundred more dollars somewhere, and then pivot to a Raider and Hunter Renfro, who I really like this week. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, dude. That is I, option the, uh, That is an amazing option A, but I want to cover Yes. Let's let's cover Smartier. Yes. But that, that that that's our option A right now. That looks that's a sexy lineup right there so far. Okay, <laughs> so if we just lock in Godwin, I do like Gallup, but he hasn't exploded in a while. We need him to get at least sixteen points, and I'm not going to trust that. John Brown is hovering around five catches a game, and he did have a deep shot touchdown against the Dolphins last time. But I think they after last week not being able to run the ball and losing because of that play call, I think they go back to the run this week. So I'm going to stick with Singletary there. 
I don't want to trust any of the Jackson receivers this week. I think one of them could have a big day, or they could ease Foles back into it, just let Fournette carry them to the victory. We talked about Crowder earlier. I love him. Christian Kirk, after his explosive game, I know he didn't have an incredible game against San Francisco, but he did have a pretty good game. And he, in this tier, he's got the lowest ownership at 3%. So I do really like that. Scary Terry's good. Calvin Ridley's okay. I mean... those Yeah, I, those are all guys, especially, I mean, out of those guys, you know my love for Jamison Crowder that we already talked about. Um, yeah. We've talked about Jamison Crowder more this week than we have all season. Um, Christian Kirk is a play, but also it does make me nervous because of the crap game that he had while Kyler was still productive. Like, that's still in the range of outcomes, and that scares me a little bit. My, I did want to bring up, Kyler did have that 80-yard touchdown to Isabella, and that kind of saved his day a bit. True. Very true. Uh, But, in this matchup, he really did have a crap day. Uh, Christian Kirk, yeah. I started him in my season long that week, and he gave me three points. I don't know why I started him against the 49ers. Uh, in general, but that, uh, he, he kind of makes I think, me nervous. I think out of this mid-tier, it would for me, it would be Crowder, or we take the shot of Scary Terry. I would rather do Crowder. Uh, lower tier, I'm not going Samuel just because of what we already had. Boyd is an okay shot, but is he even full go yet? Like, we're not fully sure. But I'll tell you what. I've been trying to figure that out all week. ESPN Fantasy doesn't have an injury status on Boyd. I looked up <laughs> on Roto World Football. I couldn't find an injury status. The only thing you can find on that injury was that he was helped off the field last week. I have no idea what's going on with Tyler Boyd. He's probably See, gonna be I was surprise out this week. I was hoping you found something because I couldn't. Dude, I, I swear to God, like, I don't know what the Bengals are doing, if they're breaking policy in terms of NFL injury reporting, but. Oh, all right. All right. Okay. So okay. we're, we're just going to move away from him yeah, then. Gross. Um, I do like Sanu this week, uh, but he does have a pretty high ownership. So I kind of would like to avoid that. Devontae Parker. Eh. Yeah. Eh. I'm not quite sure. He's going to get Tredavious White, yeah. so it's kind of hard. It's not a matchup I want. Uh, I do want to say Aguilar for only if Alshon's out and you explicitly think they put Gilmore on Earths, which I don't necessarily think they do because they are actually top five against tight ends this year, New England. Yeah, so they probably won't have to. Yeah, Mark Andrews is the only tight end to score on him. Um, so for me, it would be Debo with high ownership, Renfro, which we love, or Gage at that lower, just because ga- just Gage we don't need a lot of points from. So the question to you is, do you want to do Crowder and look at what we got, maybe a running back in the flex, or do you want to do our plan A? What, actually, you know what? We know what we can get with plan A. Why don't we look at what we can get with Crowder in? Because we both like him. Yeah, for sure. So that'll leave us 5,800. So that would leave us with Zach Pascal. And that's it at 5,800. We could drop down to Joe Mixon. Guaranteed production. Yeah. 
But if Joe Mixon has a huge day and three touchdowns, then we shoot ourselves in the foot with our defense because that is true. But we would have we would have enough money to move away from the Raiders' defense. Then I mean, also we could look at another receiver here. Uh, you got Hollywood Brown. You've got Terry McLaurin. You've got Calvin Ridley. Those aren't guys I'm super pumped about this week, though. I'd, I'd almost rather go with plan A. Okay, so basically what we're doing here is we put in our plan B. We don't necessarily like our options a ton. I personally like Singletary and Mixing mixin this week. I will be using them in other lineups. But for what we have, I kind of agree that we go plan A and just load up. It's just, it's hard. Part, see, this is the thing. Part of me, I would kind of, I'm greedy, so I kind of would love to play Tom Brady with Edelman, but I like our stack. It's just, you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. But we don't have the money. We'd have to lose something somewhere. Yeah. So let's go back to some of those low-end defenses. Um so one defense that we didn't really touch on that I think we, we talked about it before, they're they're undervalued this week for, for what they give. Um it's it's the Arizona Cardinals at fifteen hundred. It's just plug it. It's the ultimate <laughs> I, but that leaves us fifty seven hundred and we can still And then we play Crowder. <laughs> and then we put in Crowder instead of Renfro, which we are playing other places, Renfro we do believe hits value this week at least with the chance of blowing up. Right. But I mean, but that my, Oh God, we have the only two people I trust in, in the jets offense. That's, that's where I almost want to pivot away from. You have to pivot from Crowder because you can't get a tight end of. Oh, you're killing me. So maybe we don't plug Crowder. Maybe that's Christian Kirk then, or we or go to drop down. Cause now do you want to just drop to? So we drop. Okay. So we drop to Mixon and then just keep the Arizona defense just for, well, we have to. Yeah. Cause or. Hmm. So okay. here's the thing that makes us nervous about this lineup. I know it makes, makes Randy nervous as well. Um, you've got the Cardinals defense who, might not hit value. So, Randy, can you touch on what value we need to hit each week or what value we aim to hit with each of our players? Uh, so, with with cash games, you just want the safe guys no matter what. You play the good guys. You play your matchup like that. With these tournaments, you want to get – Jesus. I just did the calculations for the Cardinals. We're definitely playing them. Uh you want to get at least two and a half times value from every every play you have. And that the easy calculation for that is so the Cardinals are 1500. So just do so you want points for every dollar. So do 1.5 times 2.5 to get your two times value less than because that's how draft that's how DraftKings does their pricing. Their expected production that week, that's what they pay. That's what they set the pace go at. And that means they need 3.75 points to hit value this week. And so let me tell you, they had zero against San Francisco last time. 
I don't expect that to happen again. Uh, hey, so by the way, if they hit zero, doesn't hurt us that much. No, it doesn't because you're down <laughs> on less than four points. That's why um, I guess we should have touched on the Cardinals the first time we talked about defenses, but uh, I, I did. <laughs> we, we should have touched on it more and, and plugged them in. Um, so going through that, like the, the Griffin play, that's that's my 7.25 points yes so that that's my only that makes me so hold on why that i mean i'm just saying players like that where it is more of a dart throw i mean he he has been productive when herndon's been out uh but he has had a couple of crap games as well so i think so that one makes me nervous yeah, but at our price point here, we're either pivoting to Dawson Knox or Irv Smith. Yeah, which I mean, I like both. These all make me nervous. I don't get me wrong; I don't want to pivot from him. But like when you look at your lineup and you think, "Oh, where can I get better? Where do I want to feel better about it?" <clears throat> I'll tell you what: you're not going to feel better about any tight ends unless you pay up. So, yes. you almost have to just live with that anxiety. Or right now. We literally, we could pivot uh, Chris Godwin to Julio to make up the money, but I'd rather just stick with Godwin. I think he has a better week. We could, we could pivot from Edelman to Amari, but like I said, much rather stick with Edelman. Yeah. We I mean, we're not pivoting from DJ Moore. We can't pivot from Zeke. We're not pivoting from Brian Hill. I think this is kind of where we're at. I think we just leave the money on the table. Is like. If it's respectably, I'd say if it's 500 or less, it's okay to leave it on the table. There's a lot of lineups that have won a ton of money that have had more than that just because they got lucky on their picks. But 200 is a price point that I don't mind leaving it on the table. Agreed. I, literally, the only pivot I'd be okay with is Godwin to Julio. But I don't like it this week, though. Um I, I really do think that it's a Godwin game. He's He's been sitting on some pretty okay games the last couple of weeks, but he hasn't blown up since week six. Um, so that, I mean, that makes you nervous, but it also gives you a glimmer of hope that that's, he's, he's due. Like, it's going to happen. He is due. And he is still getting the targets. He had 12 targets last week. Yeah. And in this game, I think they're going to throw as much as, I, any other I think Julio I think Julio Godwin and even Evans all three can have huge days. Yeah. So, so let, I think we just locked that in, boys. Yeah, for sure. So I'll read it off. Kyle Allen, Zeke, Brian Hill, Chalky Chalky, uh Julian Edelman, <laughs> Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, uh, Ryan Griffin. Joe Mixon and the Arizona Cardinals. I love it. This might be. I love it. It is. I love it. It is rough, but it is great at the same time. I am definitely more of a guy that likes to pay up at running back than receiver. Uh, But with Hill being kind of a free space for everyone this week, anytime you can get somebody that has all the production of a backfield for this cheap because of when the slate goes out. You almost have to take it. There's been a couple of times that we didn't do it. Well, at least on the show, we've done it 
in our own personal lineups, but and it hurt us. So I, I'm just not avoiding it this week. If it burns us at this price, I think it allowed us to get a chance with everyone else. Right. So I'm cool with it. I really, <laughs> I'm just, I'm kind of greedy. I wish we could have went up to Singletary, but it, it wasn't possible. I'm fine with Mixon. I think we have a guaranteed 20 touches there. And at his price point, that's not bad. Yeah, I, I mean, and and as soon as we pivoted away from the Raiders' defense, like I, I'm cool with that. I just I don't like ha- yeah. having conflicting things in. Oh no, hundred percent. That's hundred percent. Another good, right. well, good tip for you guys, uh, Randy. Do you have anything before we get out of here? No, just watching all this college football. Uh, can't wait till we. Uh, come out with some draft coverage stuff down the line here. We've already, me and Christian love this and we might get some, another friend of ours to help as well as maybe Sean. We get excited at this time. We, I think it's three years running now that we've had me, you and sweet have uh, done competing mock drafts. And while we don't get the exact picks, probably like, I think it's between like five and eight picks a year between like the winner of it. Mm-hmm. It's just because of trades and different things. Yeah. We've been right a lot. The only thing we need to work on is our secondary. That's what we talked we talked about this that this week, and I think we it'll be easier this year in my eyes. Yeah. So, oh, I'm ready. I agree. Um, I don't even know if we've announced that we're going to be doing draft coverage, but well, uh, announcement <laughs> announcement, folks. Yeah, uh, it, it's whether it's just me, whether it's just me and Christian, whether it's just on the website whether it's whatever, I believe we're going to do a good amount of it, especially as it gets closer to the draft. Plus, in reality, it helps us with our dynasty draft. Uh, <laughs> so I love that too. So, I yeah, I'm excited, man. Yeah, me too. I do want to uh, give myself a little pat on the back for being one of the only people in the world that called Denzel Ward to the Browns at four a couple years ago. She did. Uh, big fan of that. That was That was a dart throw, but I was like, you know what? The Browns really need a starting cornerback. I think it's going to happen. It happened. Uh, I about shit my pants, but big fan of that. Uh, but, yeah, the, the I, draft coverage is yeah. going to start pouring out um, as soon as the I, I feel, season ends. We we both feel vindicated that we had Mac Wilson and Cashman in the first round for their linebacker talent now. <laughs> right. So once they touch the field, they've been amazing. Yep. I mean, they're not, they're not Devin White. They're not Devin Bush, but – but they were they're the going to be 12 they'll be 12 year pros yeah. that's that's perfect right there for sure um all right yeah so look for our draft coverage on the website which is officialcutpod.wordpress.com make sure you guys subscribe like share everything that we do uh, we appreciate you guys listening for Randy Hall I'm Christian Williams peace